Welcome to A Street in Lockdown. This podcast is an insight into the lives of people who live in and around one road and how the COVID-19 outbreak has affected them. I'm Jane Vickers and live in West Hove on the UK's south coast. Though neighbours, I'd never met most of the people taking part and because of the rules around social distancing, all the conversations you'll hear were virtual. I hope it's not too long until we can meet face to face. But in the meantime, this is a street in lockdown. My name is Tori um, and I live in Portslade and I'm a teacher. I teach asylum seekers and refugees at Worthing College, Um, obviously not at the moment. And I am currently residing in Siddlesham near Chichester because I was having kitchen work done just before the coronavirus uh, lockdown and I don't have a kitchen and I have a boarded up home so I'm staying here part-time at the moment and have been for four weeks. Just describe a little bit about your life before coronavirus and, and what that was like. I had quite a full-on teaching job, obviously, with Asylum Seekers, and I went to Vietnam in February um, on a on a trip just to do something a bit different. Uh, and that was actually really interesting because the coronavirus was just breaking out in China um, and it was affecting Asian countries then. So before that, yeah, I liked to be busy, go out when I could. I'm single, so wanted to be in company a lot of the time and uh, I do comedy stand up a bit of writing and I think just before kind of March I was beginning to think right let's meet new people and get out there when you say beginning to yeah I'd also separated from somebody so had been really in a kind of isolation for six months already so so for you this couldn't have come at a worse time, I suppose. At the, when it happened, I was thinking, oh, my God. Um, I just want to go out and meet new people and start a new life and meet new friends and make new friends. And I, I remember thinking, I can't. <laughs> I'd also planned a sabbatical for September to go travelling to South America. Um, and just, it was a year, of, for me, it was a year of travel. This was a year of travel. What contrast. (laughs) And I'd probably say I'm somebody that, you know, didn't really like, you know, I I needed to make my weekends full so I was with people so I wasn't on my own because I obviously had had separated in a relationship and always looking to meet people and go out. Would you say that's been the hardest part? Because that sounds like like a horrendous situation when you're sort of emotionally relying on the energy of others when you go out and then suddenly to have that taken away from you through no choice of your own. Would you say that's been the hardest thing, is is seeing your social life kind of go up in a puff of smoke? It's really interesting because my social life, I felt, had gone up in a bit of a puff of smoke anyway. the first, I think the first few weeks, it felt like, oh, my God, this is just a nightmare. This is a nightmare. I can't do any of the things that I've planned to do. And for me, the more it's gone on, I quite like it. 
Oh, really? I quite like it because I haven't got, I haven't got to, I haven't got to find friends to meet up with. And most of my friends are in couples anyway, so we're not ever really available. And it felt like I was scrabbling at, to try and meet up with people. They were just not, not available. And I think the weekend was at the 23rd or whatever, that weekend when things started to close down. I'd already sort of thought, oh, I'll, I'll go and see people that weekend. And they were like, oh, you can't come and stay because so-and-so is pregnant and yeah. we've, got to, we've got to self-isolate. So suddenly all these, it was suddenly like, you, it was like a rejection, but you could understand why. Um, so what's the bit I, about liking it then? What's, how did, when did that suddenly turn around then? Was there a turning point in the last few weeks where actually you've adjusted to this new world? I think it's, I think it has turned around in the last week. As in, I never imagined I would be living with my parents. Never. In, in the childhood home that I grew up, I just never imagined it. And that's been hard. That's been really hard because they are it's set in their ways and stuck in a routine. Um, and then I go back to my house occasionally to check on it and, and just stay a night just to have a bit of... I don't know. I don't even know if it is normality because <laughs> it's not normality. Um, but there's no pressure to see people. And the reason you go back to your house, or the reason you can't be in your house is because of this building work that you, you mentioned at the it, beginning. Yeah, so that, so during the week, there's generally builders in there and they could only one builder goes in at a time. So I can't really be there. They won't, they won't come if I'm there. So I just check in and find out when they're going in and then I go back when they're not there, which generally is at weekends at the moment. Uh, but there, there will be a point soon where they, they've got there's nothing else they can do until the doors and windows are put in. So the decision to move to your parents was wasn't a social one. I.e., you weren't you weren't worried about or concerned about being isolated. It was more about I haven't got an oven, I haven't got a back door, I haven't got X Y Z in my house. I think there was for me there was an element of both. At the time, I was like. There is no way I can live in this environment by myself for the yeah. next however long. I will go mad. And it's an absolute mess as well to live in. So I suggested, you know, if I'm not working and I come to my parents, and they, they were a bit concerned at the time. They were like, well, if you have your own separate part of the house, and because I'd been working in a school as well. And then it's just sort of stayed that way really now. And I don't, if I go back there, I don't see, I don't, I'm not in contact with anybody apart from my neighbour who's generally about five metres away from me. So I think there was an element of both, of not wanting to be isolated in that environment and also just thinking, I can't live here. I can't live here through this. Yeah. And so just coming back to your work side of things, do you miss the sociability of work? How is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but your students, I mean, presumably there's, you know, banter and, and you know, a relationship there with your, some of your students. Is that something, are you concerned about them? How do you feel about letting that all, all go? Although I, I take it that your students are a little bit older than 
um, normal school age or how what what are, tell me a bit about them and well my, my students are, are teenagers so yeah. the majority of my students have probably lived in the jungle in Calais before coming here um, so they're all asylum seekers not all of them but most of them some are adults as well um, so they they would be I just don't think they would why would they care about schoolwork right now uh, you know there's there's no exams generally coming up in the future um i've set them work or i set them work for two weeks i send them online work every day probably three have responded out of 45 but then i read somewhere in the newspaper today that two-thirds of students are not even going online so <laughs> you know i wouldn't i wouldn't I wouldn't expect them to, to do all the work I'm sending them. I'm just hoping it will give them a little bit of something to do. And some do respond, but it's the dedicated ones that respond. I'm interested in you adjusting to the well disappointment of not being able to pursue some of the initial kind of dreams was probably a, a, a too strong a word. But, you know, you talked about sabbatical. You, you're obviously yeah. having work done to your house. You know, this this is a snapshot in probably a lot of people's lives that they had plans for you know ambitions that they wanted to achieve this year or things that they wanted to do home improvements that they wanted to make um, some are, are still able to do that because they're at home all the time and are, are doing it themselves but you know for you moving away just just some of the dreams that I suppose that you had this year how does it how have you coped how have you adjusted the mentally to get your head around the fact that actually this isn't going to happen. I think it's, it's interesting because like the first few weeks, I felt like I, my emotions, but I, I, it felt out of control. I, I, I felt like I can't do it. I can't cope with this. I can't cope with this. Um, but there is nothing I can do about my house. It's absolutely out of my hands. And at the moment, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know about a sabbatical. I, I was in. I was. I wanted to go to South America, and I was in touch with a school in Argentina about going there. And I've already emailed them, and I'm doing translating stuff for them already. And they're like, "We hope to see you at some point." Um, I guess a sabbatical isn't necessarily out of the window yet, but it might just have to be delayed. Yeah. Until it. I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's just everything is unknown. There is no. You don't need a diary anymore. You don't need a diary to plan anything. Yeah. You don't need to say, oh, next week, um, you know, I, I also had a, I've had a, I've had a night, nightmare with a, with a tooth. I need a tooth that needs to be extracted and that can't happen until the dentist's open properly. But you're obviously uh, not in pain. Are you in pain with it? No, I've just had a heart, I've, had, I've just got a, a root fracture, which I'm, swill a bit of corsadil around every day um yeah not in pain yet not not infected yet um, but it needs to come out very soon um and it's just i've just got to, everything is beyond control there is no there's no um i don't know there's no i can't, I can't it's choice isn't it yeah it's um we're choiceless which we're choiceless and everyone is and the whole world feels the same way and the whole world is in the same situation and I, I, I actually I feel really lucky yeah 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 because I think 
you know, I want to come back to that whole thing around choice because I think that's really interesting. Because um, perhaps we've been in a society where we've had too much choice to the point where we're actually overwhelmed with our brains having to constantly make choices about where to go and what to do because we've been we've had an abundance of variety and now that's that's come away but actually with it comes a simplicity which is quite liberating isn't it well yeah as and as a as a recently single person my thing was I had to be occupied every single weekend I needed to be with people or around people because I didn't want to be on my own and now suddenly I'm going back to spend the weekends by myself in my house and I look forward to it you mentioned then you mentioned you were lucky then and I think that's quite interesting because some of the things that we've been talking about since we started our chat the context within which we're all living at the moment is a fear that we might actually get this thing and for some people they're experiencing it now they are ill some people have died some people are very worried about relatives who are extremely sick and some of the things that we talk about as uh, the way it's affecting us and that whole thing about being tolerating some of this dramatic changes to our lives is bearable isn't it because there's always that comparison with somebody who's actually in the real thick of this and being affected by it at, at its core and that in some ways makes it easier to cope with the inconvenience, if you want to put it like that, of, you know, just not being able to get your back patio doors done. Do you know what I mean? It's not important, is it? So what? No. Or so what are having on doors or windows? Um, I think I don't I don't know anyone personally. And I've spoken to a lot of people that I know. Everyone who I know doesn't know anybody that it, that it is affected. And I guess it's a bit like if there was a war in Afghanistan, you don't really understand it unless you're in it. And I'm I have no worries. I don't I don't I don't really care if I get it. I care if my parents get it. Um and the whole I, I guess unless unless you, unless you start knowing people that are dying around you or it, it's then close to home. And I have to say when Boris Johnson went into hospital, that actually became quite close to home because it was like, God, our Prime Minister's got it. And actually he almost died. That kind of made it feel a bit, oh, this is quite serious. Um, but I think I'm, I'm lucky because I have a job and I'm being paid um i'm living in the most beautiful environment uh where i can just go for walks and it's it's just beautiful um and no one i know has contracted it yeah have you have you observed anything that's made you that's amused you during all of this to change the tone completely from what we were talking about is there anything that you thought oh God, that is just hilarious. This is this this has just made me. This has just made my day. Anything that you that you kind of observed in during all of this? I think. I mean, I think when it first started, the amount of videos I received a day were, were verging on the ridiculous, and that's kind of slowed down and it's stopped. And I find what I find completely and utterly bizarre is is social distancing. 
I remember standing in my parents' garden with my sisters. We were in a, like a triangle and we were about five metres apart. <laughs> and it just felt, this is surreal, this is weird. Queuing for, yeah. a super, queuing for a supermarket. Queuing for a supermarket and going for a walk and you see someone ahead of you and you stand in a bush to get out of their way. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it, it, that, that is abs- absolutely mental. Um, yeah, the kind of extremes that you have to go to to, to, to adhere to these rules are quite interesting, aren't they? And, just, and, you know, not actually being able to touch somebody, not being able to touch somebody. There's no... Unless you're living in a house or an environment with a family or people that you're already isolated with, there is no touch and there's no contact and that's really weird that's really weird yeah that you can't hug your nephews if they come you know if, if they're near you can't hug them i still don't quite get the concept of it all and, and the, the the hardest thing if you had to describe the hardest thing what would it be um it's changed every week um I think right now the hardest thing feels to keep motivation keep motivation going and that changes every day but weirdly I feel kind of strangely motivated at the moment maybe it's taken three weeks of lockdown to do that or four weeks of lockdown to do it um I kind of in a way want it to go on a bit longer I think you were in luck there. Um, I, not not in a not in a way that I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the social the social distancing aspect, which could go on for a long time, is 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 bizarre. Just bizarre. Um, is there anything that occurs to you from what you've what you're going through and experiencing now that you would like to that's new that you really hope that when this is all over you want to keep um absolutely without a doubt na- nature for me um i've just got completely into photography completely into it taking pictures of leaves <laughs> flowers ladybirds <laughs> snakes worms and it's like i've never ever appreciated nature so much in my life ever and I think it's where I'm staying at the moment. I mean, even when I'm in Port Slade, they're just I could just sit in the garden. The bird song is unbelievable, and I think that that that's changed a lot of me. And for me, trying to be creative, and that's beginning to come back. But it's taken me probably three to four weeks to try and get into that. Because there's a shock. There was a shock with it all, wasn't there? I think there was a shock. There was a shock and, and disbelief, just a huge disbelief of, oh, it's not really happening, is it? Really? And even the announcement of there's going to be at least a further three weeks um, was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, then. Um, and just the, the very just the simple pleasures uh, if I go back to my house I have a barbecue in my front garden and my neighbour has a barbecue in her front garden and that's just that's just that that makes my evening <laughs> that's enough yeah. that's enough so enjoying uh, the simplicity of sim- simple basic. simple things yeah. yeah 
I think I've got to a stage where I'm things like Zoom are getting a bit passe. That was a novelty. I'm not sure whether I can be bothered to do it. I think I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting lazier. And I think I'm, I think a lot of people are probably thinking, I can't be bothered to do that. I can't be bothered. Um, and going back to work, and w- will our lives go back to that full throttle that they were on? They could, they could just go back and this has never happened. A lot of people think it will change us forever. I don't, it's very difficult to know whether it will change, change us forever. What do you hope for? Just calmness. Just this continued calmness which there is. Mm. Just, um, I think, forming new, for me, forming new friendships and looking at actually it's, it, is, it's, it is okay to just spend hours and hours and days and days on your own. It's actually okay. Yeah. I've quite enjoyed not seeing so many people around. I'm quite yeah. a sociable person. I love people. I get loads of energy from people and um, I think you probably do as well by the sounds of it. Yeah. But it's, um, I've actually quite enjoyed just being able to see the environment that I'm around without so many people to distract me from what's around yeah. me. There is something also, about noticing your environment, whether that's nature or just a building. And also being so busy that you just, you're always so busy that your your time yeah. is full and you're doing that and every single night. And it's like, I, I've, I've blown out Zoom nights because I prefer to have a barbecue with my neighbour in the Corona Garden. <laughs> is that what you're calling it? I'm calling it the Corona Garden because every time I go back there, I take plants for us both. And what plants have you planted since COVID? Um, trailing petunias, um, just whatever you can get, really. I've got, I've got veg on the way, veg coming on the way. Because that's been another thing, hasn't it? A lot of people have wanted to plant, have wanted to do things like baking as well. But you yeah. can't actually get the raw ingredients or the, no. the the plants and flowers. There was a huge shortage of compost at one point, wasn't there? And, you yeah. know, actually getting the things that you want to do to go back to basics has been quite difficult. I mean, I, I've got painting to do and you can't really get paint and things like that. And I think, yeah. I think you can, but you just have to order it online and... You know, I'm lucky things around here, like there's loads of farms and they're just selling, they're selling lots of stuff. So I just go for a drive around and just pick up what I can find. Yeah. Scavenge around the countryside. Scavenge around the countryside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My slight concern is, is whether I, I'm going to end up wanting to live here, which I don't think I will. <laughs> so you're talking about West Sussex now. Yeah, as in just, do I prefer living in the country to living in a town? Because I feel hemmed in when I come back to Portslade. And that could be because of the living situation. But I don't feel I want to go out for walks when I'm there. Mm. So I wanted to ask you if tomorrow it was announced that we could go back to normal, whatever that means now, what do you think you'll do? Probably go around to my neighbour's house <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and have a bar- and, and have a barbecue in the garden rather than rather than apart. 
Um, yeah. What about using some of that network that you talked about before? Like, what about going down the pub? What about going out for dinner? Would you relish that, or would you actually shy away from that now? I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd rush to that. I think it would feel weird. Yeah. I think it would feel weird. Um, it, my neighbour and I talked about having a street party, um, but. I'm not really sure that the street would be up for it. I think it would, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think there's going to be a natural kind of uh, gradual movement back into that world? It's not going to be a sudden gorge yourself on it when this is all over. I, th- I think it will, I think it will be uh, dependent on the different age populations. I think the I think the 19 to 25 year olds would probably just go straight out and want to go to a pub and a bar. I think the different ages will be like, I don't need to do that. Ball bags like you and me, you mean? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that in a few days. I don't need to do that tonight just to prove that I can go to a restaurant. Is there one thing that you're really missing? Potentially the opportunity to travel, but then no one is. Yeah. And I, we have been absolutely blessed with this weather. And what is bizarre is that we had six months of rain, continuous, continuous rain. And since this has happened, we have had most unreal weather ever. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like a delta blow, but given a, a reprieve and... Uh, because if it had been that, that would be a whole different ball game. A punch and then a sweet. It would have been. It would have been because you could. You just couldn't. You wouldn't have been able to get out. You wouldn't have no, wanted no. to go out. No. I think it would be completely different. So it's 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 a bit it's a bit bizarre. And what's your estimate for when this will all get back? What do you think? I've been talking to some people that. You know, that I book things in June and July to do and it's all been rescheduled for September and I feel like September's been been mortgaged about six times by everything. I think I think September's gonna have to go on for three months to fit everything in. But when do you think it's all gonna end? I don't think it is I don't think it's gonna end for a long time. But I think our quarantine and lockdown will start to change, I think, at the end of this three week period. I think. Unless, unless the deaths rise, um, I don't. Uh, them talking about schools going back, I think that's. I, I don't really, I don't really get that. Um, when they'd already decided that schools weren't going to go back until September, um, I think. I think it depends how it, it's all going to happen gradually. It will all happen gradually. And I don't know what that means for social distancing and groups and crowds, but in China it's kicking off again. So it depends. It's yeah. It's I, I don't know. I think it's an unknown. I think it's going to affect the world for quite a long time, and it could come back. Yeah. One thing is that we just don't know, do we? There is. It is, it is an absolute, absolute unknown. Unknown. Mm-hmm. Well, look, it's been brilliant talking to you. Um, thank you very much. And maybe we'll come back again and have a chat further down the line. But it's been really great to get your initial thoughts on your experience of 
uh, COVID-19 after full four full weeks of lockdown. It's quite incredible what we're all going through, yeah. isn't it? COVID-19, the pandemic. Who would have even known that expression a year ago? And I, I one thing, I remember them having SARS in China and thinking, oh, that'll be fine. Be fine. I even thought that in February. It'd be fine. Bizarre. It's just it really bizarre. Is. Well, I wish you all the best and hope yes. you're, you stay well and healthy and safe and enjoy your country walks in West Sussex. And Thank you very much. It's lovely to talk to you. Thanks for your okay. time, Tori. And you. Thanks for listening to A Street in Lockdown. For more stories, go to astreetinlockdown.co.uk.